All day. <laughs> These are the jokes. <laughs> my life's a joke. Headlines. I'm going to start my quick one. No. Usually. Right. Bend over. I'm always curious to see if anybody picks the same headlines as I do. We definitely don't. I know you don't. You would, I, I don't know if you've done any headlines while I'm here. Yes. Yes, I have. So, so usually when we talk about Metallica. We're, it's usually like condescending tones or like we're usually kind of making fun of them like a little bit. But I actually found a positive story when it relates to Metallica. So I thought I would share it with the world. It's not the one where the where Lars is going to be re- replaced by a... No. Okay. Which would be awesome. Uh, good feel, good story. Father of late Metallica bassist Cliff Burton has been donating son's royalties to music scholarships. That's awesome. That's good. That's there a good go. thing. Read quickly verbatim. This is via loudwire.com. The father of legendary Metallica bassist Cliff Burton has been keeping his son's name alive through charity in his hometown. In a new interview, Ray Burton tells the podcast Alpha Metallica. Okay, it took a minute. Change of name. That sucks. Alpha Metallica. (laughs) (laughs) That he's been putting Cliff's Metallica royalties to a scholarship program for kids at Castro Valley High School where Cliff went as a youth. That's cool. Uh, Recently published a list of the highest selling hard rock metal through the 2000s. 16, my god, incredibly, all three Metallica albums Cliff played on made the top 25. Master of Puppets sold a massive 163,000 copies in 2016, while Ride the Lightning came close behind with 153 albums sold. Further down the list, Metallica's debut, Kill 'Em All, moved 104,000 units. Now, that's just in 2016, my wow. view. This is completely unprecedented in the, in the metal world, allowing the members of Metallica to collect huge amounts of royalties decades later. What's cool is Cliff's dad's taking all that money and actually turning it into something awesome. I thought it was uh, it was a worthwhile mention. I'm not gonna obviously like spoon feed you guys the rest of the uh, rest of the article, but it's a cool story. It's a cool headline. Like I said, we usually are speaking about Metallica in very condescending tones. So I thought like having a, some positive light on a Metallica story, especially like for someone as awesome as Cliff Burton, which his work unfortunately was like cut like way short. Then who who would who knows what the potential would have been? Right. If he was around for the four decades that Metallica was. So, that's my quick one. I got a quick one. And I'm done. Nice job. Sounds man. like my love life. Yeah, pretty much. So, there is a fest. There is a fest. In Chicago. We're all on board here. So far? Okay. <laughs> so far. It's called the Domination Fest. 
and they're the band known as metal. I'm sorry, death metal band from Kansas, known as Torn the Fuck Apart. Goes right off the tongue. Uh, actually, had the police called on them Friday. <laughs> now this is actually uh, from August. So, you know, they're on tour. They went to the um, back of a Walmart parking lot in, the for- in uh, Forest Park, Illinois. Stretch out, grab a few things. They got a night off from the tour. Um, their drumming goes inside. They grab, you know, whatever they need, stuff. They're just hanging out in their car. And two cruisers show sideways. up. Uh-oh. And uh, so evidently they had received multiple calls about a dark vein with, quote-unquote, suspicious characters. <laughs> And after all the IDs were checked, they kind of the cops were kind of like, well, obviously these guys are fine. So, all in all, the cool part of the story is they actually took pictures with them, quote unquote, arresting them so they can use in their band bio and stuff like that. <laughs> which, which I thought that's kind of cool. That you know, that uh, some mini manager at Walmart saw a suspicious <laughs> van on his cigarette break. <laughs> yeah, just like call the cops. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna call the cops on them. But ah. no, I want Jacob. That man has a nose ring. <laughs> <laughs> that goes in your ear. Uh, so I wanted to actually bring this up to you guys. Now, um, obviously, this was sort of upsetting to them that they've been profiled like this, and that's how they look. What do you get? What are your thoughts on it? The fact that when people see that, they just assume. They're gonna. I need my rape whistle. I, like, I feel like I feel like people get uncomfortable with metal people anyway. Like if you've ever been to a metal show, like it brings out all kinds of people. But like if you look at like the, let's say the uniform, the common uniform of a metal person at a metal show, we all know what we're talking about. We all, you know, there's there's some chains in there. There's some some dark black clothing. Maybe some <laughs> dark black. Weird. Is there a light black? Yeah. Maybe some eyeliner <laughs> on that side. Uh, there's there's some <clears throat> there's some uh, I don't know rough around the edges people. Let's say that. Okay. So I can understand where that might makes people uncomfortable. But uh, we're also in that day and age where like if you're uncomfortable like and you're offended, right, you win right. everything. So. I can understand. I, I, I obviously I don't agree with it, um, but I feel like if they were now, you said they were behind the Walmart, so maybe that has well, more to do. It was do. a parking lot, like it was just part of the. But was it an employee parking lot? Oh, <laughs> you know, I like, know. No, it's that like, little. They're probably <laughs> talking you, about that little side section that I love to park if, in because actually, it's so much closer to the door. If than you actually else. look at the actual article, they have a picture that they took with the cops of them, quote unquote, being arrested. They're in front of it. Like the Walmart's behind them. Like the front, the pharmacies are the home good area. Like it's all right behind them. Huh. It's not like they're like hidden in the corner. They're like, hey, can we do these pictures out front? Thanks. You know, <laughs> I, th- I, I feel like we've done an episode before. Where we were kind of like talking about like the uh, the public image, like kind of sort of like, and kind of, I'm saying this kind of verbatim. I'd have to go through our notes to say exactly what we talked about. No offense. But we were saying like how like our image is like accepted only like kind of like in our community kind of a thing. But what's actually interesting is. I'm surprised that this is still becoming like it because the metal look is starting to kind of creep out there and like yeah. other genres. Like all of a sudden, country people are like tatted up with like wallet yeah. chains and black clothing. And Why are you gonna talk bad about Bradley Gilbert, man? And, I love Brad. I like Bradley Gilbert. <laughs> I like Bradley Gilbert a lot. Anyway. He's a good dude. But uh, if you go to one of his shows, he wants to be a rock band. He's just yeah. smart enough to know I can make more money. Yeah. Doing Not, my country twang. Yeah. Kind of I, I don't know. I, I find it difficult to believe that it was strictly based on, like, their clothing. The metal look has been around for a long time. 
Like, yeah, I'd could agree. It, could, it, could it have been that there were four guys in black clothing <laughs> in a dark van? Outside of a Walmart that's already had a number of issues and lately. Yeah, in a section of the parking lot Kansas. that maybe wasn't as well lit as others. <laughs> like, maybe it's they not were. Well like, lit. I, I find it difficult to believe that people that they got caught that does Walmart still have greeters? Because they look like metal no, guys. They is got that, rid of those. Is that eighty-year-old woman like just confused? Guys. Those boys look like they're up to no good. Like, I find that really. Do you hard. guys remember the stickers? They used yeah, to give you stickers. stickers. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. Were they smiley faces? Maybe that's their problem. Do they still do the chant in the morning when they open? Oh, yeah. I'm sure they do. I haven't worked there in a while, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm, see, I'm I, I can, I can. Not to this extreme level, but I can sort of relate. So, obviously, the town I live in, when I go to any school-related situation, every parent there is probably over 35 and, you know, dressed nicely, suit, <laughs> fancy stuff. Here Fucking I am. Westminster here I am. There's money for days in that town. Yeah. Well, here I am, tattoos, you know, a Treyu sweatshirt. Camo shorts on, you know what I mean? Like DCs. And the, the looks I get at all times, people are just fucking terrified of me. Oh, it's like, come at me, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, you, funny you, also, you also live in a town that whose demographic is a lot older than you. And they have a Cracker Fest. Funny, because uh, the guitarist to uh, Korn... They do. The guitarist <laughs> to Korn, whenever he got went to go pick his daughter up from uh, daycare... Like, there were kids going up to teachers like, there's a scary man in the parking lot. I mean, you look at head. I mean, he's got fucking dreadlocks covered in he's eyeliner. He's head to toe. <laughs> like, just, Get it head to toe. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, uh. I'm surprised he's all in a clown school. A lot of that's perception on tattoos. Right. And... I oh, feel I that know, tattoos right? have been more accepted now than oh, they've they ever yeah. have been. You have soccer moms getting tattoos. 20 so years ago, it was totally different. Yo, 20 like, years full ago, sleeves, it's like, man. It's like, oh, you're a soccer mom's oh, getting yeah. like, sleeves. You know, and they're like, oh, I'm going to go do my job now. Like, yeah. you know. mm-hmm. 20 years ago, it was like, oh, this guy's got tattoo sleeves. He's probably a biker and probably scary and angry Dude. and mean. Now it's like, I bet you this guy makes some mean software. Like, I'm a what? melon farmer. <laughs> He's a chef. Worked a job for 13 years of my life where tattoos could not be visible on the body. Yeah, oh, would you like an um, omelet? Uh, Disneyland still won't let you have visible the, tattoos. The uh, elbow. elbow. Laws it wasn't visible. Yeah, yeah that's like, that's like the, the Marine Corps still has some crazy tattoo laws. You can't, you can't tattoo two inches from the elbow on either side. So you see a lot of Marines with sleeves that are like, just blank in the middle. <laughs> just kind of missing. <laughs> well, you just get an armband, you'll be fine. I'm going to take this rule and run with it. But it makes no sense because, like, Marines still roll their sleeves up, like, up to their biceps. So yeah. then you see their entire quarter sleeve quarter missing. Quarter that, that sounds like a medic thing. Like, it's really weird. Someone well, had sleeves, and the first medic who was like, Fuck me, I can't find the vein. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, plus, you'd have those asshole Marines that would just tattoo veins all over them, too. No, it's an octopus. <laughs> I'm a Marine, just keep sticking me. For what it's worth, I feel like we've done enough stories where, like, the mental health of, like, metal metal fans is, like, bet, like, <coughs> strong. Like, our community is very friendly and accepting. And oh, I, feel like, yeah. I feel like we're resilient. We have to be, because no one likes us. <laughs> we get along with each other very well. Yeah. Generally speaking, like Do you listen metal, to metal music. That's good because I really need a hug. <laughs> <laughs> generally you speaking, want me to put a the, the fans yes. at metal shows are are generally pretty good until you get into the pit. 
Yeah. Oh no. Even in the pit, I've seen some pretty good ones in the pit. I was at that that Seether show, and there was this girl. She's probably. I swear, she was like 90 pounds, and somebody in the pit fucking threw a flying elbow and caught her and knocked her out and then I, there was like three guys were like hey! like they stopped everything like put a perimeter around her like oh yeah i mean got everybody good. in there like got her sh- she was literally out in like like out of the arena in like 30 seconds dude anytime like, someone goes down everybody's around the, picking you up like everyone's very good about I it i got to be pretty close to like the 5 600 mark when it comes to concerts that i've been to like it's probably 1% of the time like it's gotten unreasonable like down there and like those times it's kind of like okay this is no no know your parameter let's get the fuck out of here like a live kind of thing but the rest of the time i mean for the most part like we and like you'll have like the one or two knuckleheads that'll act out but then you got a lot of people they're like dude come at me bro yeah like what's up (laughs) so then like it turns into like a one-on-one turns into like a one-on-five hundred like really quick (laughs) (laughs) kind of a thing it's like he's like yeah i'm just gonna leave that's why I love. That's why I love Good the front choice, men bud. that like call people out too. Like, like, bro, I just saw you knock that guy out. Like, you had no, you had no right to do that. Like, he wasn't doing. It. Like, everybody gang up on that guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, okay, I'll, I'll see myself out. <laughs> the worst person. Not you're gonna keep me accountable, not, I guess. Not this is on topic, but there was like one show. Like, I literally saw. Like, some dude was like pissed off because like a girl was in the mosh pit and like. She was just doing her thing. Like, she's doing her moshing thing. And she came in, and, like, just the angle that she got knocked in, her elbow hit the back of his head. It happened. And guess what, guys? That happens. How many times have, like, we walked out with a bruise, a scar, or I've something? I've been hammer-fisted by a woman. Or something that one? That was pretty funny. Enough about your love life, Anthony. Sorry. <laughs> the guy was so pissed off that this girl, who, while she was enjoying the mosh pit, and he had his back to the mosh pit because he wanted to watch, which, whatever, you know what? Hey, you got to know your grounds. You Like, you know, know your, know your surroundings kind of a thing. He literally turned around and punched her. I've never seen somebody get hurt so bad in my life. <laughs> because, like, it just swarmed. I saw I saw more fit. It was like a fucking cartoon, man. Like when, like, <laughs> when It's like a cloud, and all you can see is, like, fists. fists and feet and shit. And, like, it was all I directed at that dude. I've never seen anything like that in my life. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. We may be dysfunctional, but we're dysfunctional together. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That make it functional, but we uh, no. we take care of our women's, but mm-hmm. so I guess uh, the moral of the story is metalheads <laughs> be careful at Walmart. Yes, <laughs> yes, or in the mosh pit. Yes, <laughs> same diff. You know, yeah, I right. think I actually bought one of those tribal like full decked out T-shirts at Walmart. I thought he was going to say the the fake sleeves, the fake tribal sleeve sleeves. to go to a metal show. No, I am not. <laughs> I am not. I'm not beautifully tatted like Anthony. Oh, all right. So, does anybody care about Montana? The state? Yeah. Or the, the, or the band? There's a band called Montana. I don't know. There's a band called Kansas, so I figured. Is, I that, is that that Hannah variety of man- Montana? In Alabama. <laughs> That's Chicago? true. That's far more so. In Boston. In Boston, yeah. You can't forget Boston. <laughs> more so, than a feeling. And Florida Georgia line. Ugh. Nick. I don't know what that okay, means. I'm leaving. <laughs> I don't know what that means. So apparently, police in Montana use ACDC to clear bison from the highway. <laughs> I've actually heard a lot of stories where people like are attacked by animals and they just play loud music and it's usually matter related and it scares them away. I feel like it's like high like pitch sound. though, like ACDC, <clears throat> like they don't like it. It's like dog ears. They're like, "What is that?" <laughs> and they run. 
Turns out, turns out every time they track one of their records, they Hell's put a bells. dog whistle in the background that none of us can hear. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what sound a, I don't know what sound a bison would make, but it, kind of like a cow, I guess. <laughs> Quote: When deputies respond to a bison on the road, they turn on lights and siren and encourage the animal to leave the road with an air horn. Just yells at him, leave, leave. The department posted Go! on Facebook along with a picture of a recent encounter with a reluctant bison. They've been known to play ACDC's Hell's Bells over the speakers. <laughs> that usually seems to work. <laughs> you think they get End into quote. it with a build-up? Like, dun, 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 they start running faster? Bro, if you're not from Montana and you see a bison in the middle of the road where you're trying to drive across the country or something, I guarantee you, you'd probably need a change of pants. Did Montana... Like, pit, did, did, just out of giant curiosity. furry bush is charging me. <laughs> did, did Montana pick Hell's Bells? Because like, that's, like their, that's like a new release out there. Is it like like Behind Eastern the Europe <laughs> where like they get, they're getting like Miami Vice right now? This, well, uh, apparently this has been a thing lately. Uh, so a woman from British Columbia recently caught James Hetfield's attention. She was interviewed about her run-in with a cougar, and she said she used Metallica to scare the cat off. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that, uh, the bison story, because it reminded me of a Metallica story from like, this is like a decade and a half ago. Uh, there was a, a commander in the military, in the army, or uh, I believe it was the army, could have been Marines. Sure. Uh, only approved Metallica music on convoys, and they would blast it on their speakers outside the trucks. So Every time they went CCR? anywhere, because I thought were, it was always CCR. They were At blasting Metallica, and locals complained and said they thought they were hearing the voice of the devil. And James Hetfield loved that. I'm sure he <laughs> He's did. Like, That's awesome. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do go, sound Metallica. cool. <laughs> they they know you in different countries <laughs> because of the convoys. That's awesome. That's funny. Fucking Montana. It's fucking bison. That's Although, gr- ground bison is delicious. It is delicious. It is. Delicious. It's very lean. I, I usually eat mine on a plate, but whatever, ground, it's fine. Is that like, is this like time for a dad joke? What, what do you call what? a cow with no legs? What? Ground, ground beef. beef? Uh, what, is a, what does a bull say to his son when he drops him off at school? Bye, son. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even right now. Nope. Dave, what do you got? In other news, uh, since this is the the top of the of the new metal genre, apparently on heavy metal over a six pack, uh, Slipknot, while they just released the "We Are Not Your Kind" album, are already talking about releasing another album. Mm-hmm. Good lord! Yeah, the so, leftovers, right? Yeah, and it's kind of pissing people off because this album's been floating around since two thousand eight. Uh, uh, we all, uh, all hope is gone, right? No, it's look outside your window. <laughs> Do I have to? Which, <laughs> Wait, which one? Yeah, that's the that's the name of the album that they apparently were working on. Uh, obviously, so I mean, it's a pre-release of a release that never happened, and now they're going to probably release it. And the timing is very odd because they just literally released. just released an album. Like this okay, is not did, like a tray. However, did this keep them from releasing a double album? Because double Maybe. albums are hot garbage. Now, I don't really take the five-finger death punch model either, where I'm going to release an album every four months. Uh, hey, man. And, and three covers. Got to pay that, gotta pay that bar tab. Ooh. There's, there's a lot, man. There's a lot to digest there. I don't... Uh, 
Truthfully, I don't know how I feel about it. You know, I feel like if you if you go through that time period, like think about the time period in 2008, man. Think about all the music that was kicking around 11 years ago, right? Album releases, what we were jamming to, what was popular on the radio, uh, what the news was, what the the country's climate was at for the U.S. Like, it's a whole different feel. And I feel like if you're not going to release it then, then you need to make it contemporary now. The pro- and who knows what that means? The problem is the problem is now is it's like you if you're not releasing content like you're dying. It's kind of it's kind of like a, it's kind of like an iPhone. Just release going it in a box set. Like, come on. Well, it's not even yeah. that. Like, you don't even have to release albums necessarily. As long as you like, you're releasing singles. As long as like somebody can actually get like another. Mm-hmm. Like, what was that song that came out that's not on any album? Um, All Out War or something like that. Like the so one where they had probably the... on a soundtrack. No, it's not. Yeah. It's huh. not. It's just it really? just exists. Just a single. All Out Life. And it's like All Out Life. Thank you. And there was actually interviews. It's like, well, is this on? No, it's not a new album just a single but everybody was like so bloodthirsty for like new slipknot like we felt we had to yeah. release something the so did the same thing. we went in and we released this like the content like on demand is like so freaking brutal like Beartooth is kind of doing this right now they just keep fucking pushing shit out right now and they must have a fucking record deal with like octane like satellite radio for <laughs> sakes because like anything that they shit out like octane puts on the radio kind of a thing it's like the demand for like it's almost like if you're not producing something new, you're dying. We're gonna flood the market. Well, I think, uh, I think what their issue is here is that they showed their hand. If they didn't tell anybody, like, oh yeah, this album's been around for 11 years and we just never released it, literally nobody would have a problem with them releasing it. You know what I mean? Well, they could even wait a year from this album that they just released and then release it. And like. Okay, maybe people be like, "Wow, this sounds like older Slipknot." This sounds, but I feel like they just told on themselves. Well, who knows? Because we we just had a whole episode on like Tool Fear Inoculum. Fear Inoculum apparently has been around for eight years. Well, well and that's that was something that I thought about. Are they doing this to ride the? Yeah, the wave. Tool wave. Like the cool wave, the cool uh, tool wave. Of- I'm a huge Corey Taylor fan. Like huge Corey Taylor fan. But I think he's in that trap where he because there's actually there's another story where like him and a couple of members from Stone Sour are gonna do like a solo thing, like there's, so there's gonna be like a Corey Taylor solo, and he's got like a couple of his Stone Sour guys, a couple of these guys, and like a few other cast members. So it'll be Corey Taylor solo. The guy just needs to produce content, kind of a thing. It's like bro, it's like it's like well, is it quantity or quality? Like what do, what are we doing that's nowadays? That's the real question. Because you know we're gonna look back on this like twenty years from now. We're gonna look back. It's like what what's the story of like twenty twenty and beyond? So I feel like garbage, 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 garbage. Especially with Slipknot, <laughs> um, man. I feel like it's kind of more popular now with with tons of bands. But I feel like people are being a lot more open and vocal about their beginnings as bands. We're like, it's not as cool as you think it is, you know? Like, when Slipknot started out, they weren't making a whole lot of money. <laughs> They're still not making a whole lot of money. Uh, right, oh, but... The digital music has kind of peeled back the ugly layer of the music industry. Right. But I feel like, with well, specifically with Slipknot, like, this is, this is one of, like, the most notorious bands in this genre, in this area of music, you know what I mean? Like, this is, like, one of the most... Like you know, you know. Well, you seeing, know how hard you know, it is to uh, fifty dollars nine ways. Right. Think about that. Right. <laughs> no, I, and <laughs> like I get a that too. Ten a person, like, but like, in the in the age of record deals and contracts, like you look at their initial record deal and contract, and it's not even comparatively to what was being released at that time. 
they were not doing all that great, you know? <laughs> they were still in debt and doing all kinds of normal human being things, not what you would expect from people that are selling out shows all over the place, you know? Uh, totally different genre, but it makes me think of the contract with the Goo Goo Dolls. The Goo Goo Dolls had a very similar contract where they were making, like, pennies on what they're in the, in the label made, you know, millions and millions oh, okay. and millions of dollars off of them because they put out one CD that had, like, nine hits on one CD, and they saw none of that money. <laughs> like, I feel like this is... So, to get to my point, what I feel like is when you get in this industry and you have that as a startup, I feel like you're always trying to be better and get to that next level. I feel like it's even more important for you to try to reach that next level and get that next echelon of of like making it, of being successful. So I feel like for today's day and age, it seems as though more content is what people are pushing for. Like, oh, it doesn't really matter what it is. Just, just put out another album. You yeah, know, just it's, put out another... It's, it's quantity just flood the market. It. Put your name out there as much as possible and... Go be the Dunkin' Donuts. Of the what label industry. is Slipknot under? Uh, Roadrunner, I believe so. Are they now? So, okay, here's another. To the best of my knowledge, they've always they've always been Roadrunner. With, I have not heard of any changes. With that being said, here's another nugget to throw out there that this may be happening. Corey Taylor could be pulling out an old album to meet a contract. Roadrunner, you're right. Um, because a lot of times what they will say is you have to give us X amount of albums. Yeah, yeah fear, it happened to Fear Factory. Fear right. Factory um, wanted to break up. They wanted now to they don't, and, they don't give a shit if you write an album and then you shelve it. Like, as long as they get X amount of albums. Now, you wrote that album during that time, so that's their property. Right. So you can't release it. I believe it was so like, it was I wonder when if Digimortal it was something came like out that. for Fear Factory. Fear Factory like wanted out. They're like, okay, we need a break. We're done. Yeah. We're done. Record label's like, uh, fuck you, you're done. And they're like, really? Yeah. Alrighty. That's here you go. <laughs> like, well, that's kind of like what happened to Thirty Seconds to Mars, but they went the other way with it. Jared Leto was like, ah, no, I'm not doing any more for you. Like, fuck you. I'm done. Bye. <laughs> and they even took them to yeah. court. And then quiet. And, yeah. I was and then like, sued them, like, for not fulfilling their contract. Like. Mm -hmm. But even still, they're like, I'd have, I mean, actually, I'd have to actually do my research, but I believe Corey Taylor actually has a sub um, record label under Roadrunner. I'm sure he does. Like yeah. under his own name. Like he has his own. I can't I can't think of the name of it. Like I said, I'd have to do some research. Once sure their initial it. contract came up, Corey, Ta Corey Taylor strikes me as the type of guy who went in there and went, see these sales? We're going to rewrite this contract. Yeah, we're going to renegotiate a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I was waiting for you to say something bad about Corey Taylor. It's like, you leave Corey Taylor alone. Oh, no, no. Corey he's fucking a, Taylor, man. Well, he's, he's like no Bill Faith No More Murray. singer, but... <laughs> he's the same kind of crazy-ass fucking yeah. musician. Mm -hmm. okay, so I, as I a, am a musical egomaniac. As a fan much. of Slipknot, I'm annoyed by that. Because, like, I don't want them to turn into five-finger death monster. Right, I, want, the, I yeah. want their shit to be, like, an event. Right. Like, kind of what Korn's doing right now. Every time Korn puts out something, it's actually pretty awesome. Yeah. Like, believe it or not, like, the last Korn release was, like, about four years ago now. Like yep. Jonathan Davis just Roughly, yeah. came out, this and it feels summer. like it was like last year, but it was like yeah, it was yeah his ago. solo thing came out, which that that was cool. It was so, neat. Uh, it was, yeah. And Corey Taylor was on the last album too. Corn. Well, of course he is. It's Corey fucking Taylor. He's on everything. <laughs> that means two things. He was on like the Taylor Swift <laughs> album, but that didn't help. Yeah. What? <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> People are gonna be googling this. Libel. Is he really? That's libel. That would be awesome. Corey Taylor. He probably, Taylor Swift. He probably, he's up. probably like the eighth producer. 
We like came if you out actually this, look at the credits. We came out with this new album called Corey Taylor Swift. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Thief Among Us. It's me. Oh, shit. Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Why can't I hear him? Ah, I can hear myself now. So, uh, we are the end. Recently heard Ring of Saturn. I'm sorry, Rings of Saturn. Uh, the new song, The Husk. And they noticed that they've heard the riffs before. Mainly in their own music. Uh, we are the end immediately took to Facebook to call out Rings of Saturn and left no question in readers' minds where they stood. So this is the actual post. Everyone, please be sure to congratulate Lucas Mann on his new song, The Husk, that he stole from us and put on the new Rings of Saturn album. Lucas, you're a bitch. But it brings us joy to be such an influence. The song you stole is light years ahead of what we taught you back in 2014 when you and Miles Dimitri Baker... That's three names? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, ...were a part of our project. We're not even mad, just disappointed that a musician of your caliber will be so desperate and ruin our gold with your turd video game noise. Wow. Wow. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> 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 turn video game noise actually. It's, it's pretty mean, important. That's a pretty good punchline. Not um, gonna lie, it hits you right in the dick. That's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, the link that I'll have Marcus throw up um, is a video attached to it. And uh, YouTuber and ex We Are the End drummer Derek Pilot, uh, known as Some Black Guy, that's his YouTube name. He's not wrong because that man is definitely not white. Um, he put the guitar profiles of the song in question up against the husk. So when you listen to it, he actually does them side by side. So you can actually tell the differences between them. Um, or should I say similarities? Similarities, similarities yeah, between them. Uh, Rings of Saturn has not publicly commented on this situation yet. I wonder why. <laughs> Our legal team's handling it. So thoughts on it? Um, so the original is 2014. So it was correct. four or five years ago. Yeah, I feel like this is kind of becoming a common thing in today's day and age uh, across all music genres because Katy Perry just lost that lawsuit against that Christian rapper guy, I forget his name, uh, for similar things with her song Dark Horse that went like... Scott Stop. Scott Stop. Scott Stop. <laughs> you say Scott Stop? I feel like there's a lot of people that... that so it was similar because that... And they... What is it? He, he released it in 2008 and then she released Dark Horse in 2013. Again, like a five-year period. And mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, people have forgotten about this. We can just kind of take it and run with it. And it turns out, like, no, you just lost a million-dollar lawsuit because uh, people are coming back to bite you. Well, it's, it's one thing to take it from a random thing, but this man was in the creation of the original right. one I think, no, and was that, was, now he's into the and that was released music because we just listen we just we actually just sat like off air like we actually listen to the comparisons that way we can you know have actually like know what we're talking about and like had had, had listened to it that uh so the we are the end that's actually released music because this is where it gets sketchy if it's not released right. if he wrote it with them and it never got down to the and actual they never track. It if they never like kind of a thing. From, now it's a ba- it's a bag of shit approach because if you look at Rings of Saturn's catalog, they have like a gazillion fucking albums, and it's complicated as shit. I mean, did you really need to steal well, the crap didn't that you wrote? He say that he gave him the music to play like when the, they the, when he joined the band. Right, they were that showing he him. Was yeah. given the music. 
so, to play, so he didn't write it. Like, that's the big argument. Because the other thing that I have... And that's what it'll come down to in court. You guys should really check out this video, like, as you're, as you're kind of, like, listening to this conversation. Maybe pause us and go check out the video. Like, go hit the link and go check this out. Because the thing... Like, what, what did I say every time? Like, one of the things is, like, it sounds like that's a guitar versus a guitar. Like, yeah. it almost sounded like like this, this stuff was, like, electronic. Now, I'm not taking anybody's writing rights away from anybody, but it's a dick move. It, like, if, you know, you wrote something with somebody else and, like, yep. you didn't at least get, like, it's like, hey, since uh, you guys aren't doing anything with it, like, you know, I still thought it was pretty cool, and I got a kick-ass drummer right now that can make this shit sick. Right. Like, kind of a thing. I mean... Maybe he just ran out of ideas. I mean, like I said, Rings of Saturn's got like a fucking gazillion epi- like albums and shit, and they're complicated as fuck. Yes, they are. <laughs> so I mean, dude. well, I mean, look at um, what's from uh, let's see, Westfield Massacre from. Oh my goodness! Oh my god, he did failed creation twice. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I mean. For Christ's sakes, man. Yeah, which is weird because like, he uses the exact same lyric. Uh, god, what's the band? The original project. Um, I always lose the name of it. Every time. I was just listening to this the other day, too. Shit, we suck. Um, um, Divine Heresy. Divine Heresy. I didn't even have to look uh, it up. Tommy Vex. Tommy Vex. So he Tommy was the, the lead singer of both. So the song, oh. uh, Failed Creation, there's a thing where it's like, Failed Creation is a part in Westfield Massacre where the song does the same thing, and he says, Failed Cree again. I was like, you could do any other world. Word, yeah. I mean, like, old, stale, popcorn. I mean, you can do anything. <laughs> anything would go in there. Like, why would you have to pick the same thing? It's not even, like, relative to the song. Well, that's what's funny about my non-metal reference is that uh, that, that whole Katy Perry issue with that Christian rapper guy. They, uh, It wouldn't have been a problem. Scott Stepp. She went... Uh, it wasn't Scott Stepp. He's, he's lying. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. I'm sitting. Anyway, they, they used, like, the same three chords in a four-chord progression, but the last chord was different, and it was, like... A half step higher. Uh, so like. Uh, so, but they did that. So the music alone was like, wow, that's iffy. But then in their intro, both of them were like, you know what it is. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, hang on. Like, that's literally a direct rip. Oh, so, look at Vanilla Ice. No, wait, wait. That's totally different. It's different from sampling and complete theft. Well, so the the whole thing with sampling though is that you have to at least give credit to where you got it from. That's and the difference. It's a time thing, too. Right. It's a time. You're only allowed to use It's so like much. seven seconds, right? It's like seven seconds of the beat. You can only, like, a maximum of seven seconds of the unoriginal content. So that's why so many people loop their stuff. Like Anything over that, and you start paying royalties. Yeah. But I just... But this is, that's like, one of those... It's, it's one of those things where I feel like it's getting more mm. and more popular to rip music. And it's not, like... Uh, like I don't know. I like, think it's not necessarily ripping. I think it's just music becoming. I think it's oversaturated. I think there's so many sounds out there that the you're bound to, to hit one. Right, and that's the issue too. Is that you know where do you where do you draw the line? Because there's some people that like actually like hear and feel these same riffs and these same beats and these same things, and they're from total opposite ends of the world and opposite right. ends of the spectrum, opposite genres, opposite mm-hmm. everything. Like, at what point do we realize like okay this could probably be like a human element factor where like we're all on the same wavelength because there's only so many chords and tones we can hear right, anyway. Exactly. I mean, like, you're gonna you're gonna hit two at the same time. It get there's a line though there like when there's like the Le- the uh, the Led Zeppelin controversy with Stairway to Heaven when you put those side by side I mean that's a complete fucking robbery. Um, Hollow be thy name, yeah. Iron Maiden. I'm sorry. 
What a fucking steal, man. <laughs> like, even the vocals are kind of close. <laughs> like, just different words. Like, yeah. it's like, man, like complete thievery. But it's... it's well, it's tough because, like, today's day and age, we have all these popular musical artists like... Uh, What's that? What's that, DJ? Another one? Scott, DJ Khaled, right? <laughs> I keep saying Scott Step. <laughs> He's got his own album now. Let it be. <laughs> uh, DJ Khaled will literally like take like songs from like 10, 15 years ago and intentionally just loop their tracks. So you hear a song that sounds like like that new one he released. It's like it sounds like that song. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I don't know who that is. Anyway, okay. sure, that one. It sounds like that, but his new song's totally different. Like, you have people literally blatantly opening, op- openly oh, sure. ripping people's music off and getting paid for it and getting notoriety for it. Like, oh, look what they did. I hear but then, it but all then you have over the, people. the music industry. Mm-hmm. There's right. one song out right now that part of the backing mm-hmm. is literally the Duel of the Fates from fucking Star Wars. Really? Like, I'm listening to it. I, like, I hear it every night on freaking music at work. And it's like, I hear it, and it's a top 40 song. I hear it, and I'm like, how did no one catch this? There were the story- it's literally fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi and or fucking Darth Maul fucking fighting. There were the yeah. stories of Volbeat's a cover band. Yeah. I actually sent to our cover band, our intentional cover band, like, I, I put on our group page, I took a side-by-side sh- uh, shot of Ghost's uh, Square Hammer, and um, it was a song by The Police. Yeah, do 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 do. Yeah, it's message in a bottle. Fucking spot on, mm-hmm. like spot on. If you play them right next to each other, it's like what? Yeah, is it? Is it nobody else seen this? I know it's <laughs> crazy. It's crazy how many songs do that though. I remember so when when you rip off the whole song, like versus a rip. I mean, let's face it. There's probably four different breakdowns that like a hundred different metalcore bands right now are using. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's just be honest. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you can't copyright open. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think open E is not copyrightable. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's another issue too, though. Like, I feel like I, I hear similarities a lot, anyway. So, like, I one, my my second job ever was working at a private school in the dish room. So all we do all day is listen to like the the top. Sorry, the pop forty. It's not the top forty. It's the pop forty. Yeah, sure. And it's just over and over and over again. And like. uh I keep saying her, but damn, Katy Perry and, like, Maroon 5 both released a song in the same week. And if you literally took the lyrics and vocals from one and crossed it over, they would have matched up perfectly. The like writers was, screwed up and forgot who they sold what to. It was like... did it twice. It was like <laughs> the same exact, ex- like, everything. Like, I, I remember, like, hearing them over and over again and be like, wow, I'm singing, like, this song over this song, like, in my head, like, unintentionally. It's just matching it up, like... I feel like there's so many different artists that, that do that. I feel like there's well, so, like many, so many things that overlap. Sam like, Shepard, I think that guy is, the Stay With Me guy. Like, okay. when it's a slowed down. Sam, isn't it Sam Smith? Is it Sam Smith? Yeah, and Sam Smith. Slowed down Tom Petty. Yeah. Like, right. So, I, like, for, for months, I was listening to that song going, what is it with this song? Why does this right. song sound so familiar? And then finally, like, something came out, a news report, and they were like, Tom Pitt. And I was like, that's the song! And that's the hook <laughs> that they plant in your brain, because you have, like, this, like, back of your mind, ah, I, I, I know this song, like, I like this because it's connected to something But else. this is where we get into the technicalities of everything. Like, uh, how, how much different do things need to be? You know what I mean? Like, what is the line? I feel like we're, especially now, we have to get into, like, the, the definition of where the lines are. Because, like, okay, I understand, like, a half-step down tuning versus, like, you know, it's, it's probably going to sound pretty much the same. But, I again, think. you have all the, but then you have all these, these uh, like, goof bands and stuff 
Like they, you they know make like the, the the the, the, the four chords or whatever that you can sing any song to and like yeah. you know what I mean? They're 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 going to stop saying that they stole things. The big argument, at least in my mind, is this is what's going to happen: is they're going to stop saying like, oh, you know, we didn't steal it. They're going to say we did it in the style of that band. Now, if you're paying an homage and do playing something <clears> in the style of that band, it's very nearly impossible not to play the same kind of riffs, the same kind of stuff. Like, so are you going to be covered by that legally? By saying, oh, I'm playing an homage. Like, what was it? My Chemical Romance. They had uh, the Black Parade. Um, not a huge Chemical Romance fan. Um, but lie. I heard the song and I was like, this is very queenish. And yeah. then you see an interview with the guy and he's like, oh no, like when we wrote this album, we had Queen in mind. Like, this is our Queen album. Our Queen tribute. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, see, they, they fucked with my brain. Right. <laughs> I feel like it's tough. I feel like, ultimately, uh, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's tricky because there's so many people that like, like, oh, I did it first. I want my royalties. You know, that's always what right. it comes down to. And this particular example is tough. Like like, it's, like I said, we have to go back. Like, was that was that electronic, like, guitar, like, release? That's, that's really what I want. It's still a shithead move. It's like yeah, if this absolutely. was written if this was written five years ago and like there's like you actually have these tracks down and like this is what this is gonna sound like like five years ago, and maybe it was like so implanted in his brain and like maybe he's just out of ideas. It's like but I'll go back to that point. It's like I got a kick ass drummer right now. We'll make this epic. Like what are we doing, guys? We good? We good? We good? All right, fine. I'll release it. I don't, it's that that's a tough one. I, mean, I feel like well, even if you look at the ori- the origins like in the music industry, especially in this country. Uh, there were all kinds of people that were getting robbed for their music early on in this industry. Uh, there was certain people that were less fortunate than certain other people uh, and were being taken advantage of, as we've seen in the past. I'm not going to get political, but uh, people like that. There's like there's just so I feel like this is one of those things that's just going to continue to metastasize over time because of the fact that this industry was kind of created on ripping other people's music well we should just go back to the catalog like there's a catalog of music and you can just pick whatever you want to play and like whoever plays it better you go to that show yeah but like but then okay but like, then we'll go same. back to the big bands of like the 40s and <sighs> the 50s and 30s man like <laughs> like we're all playing beethoven's uh, uh something whatever thank you yeah right yeah i think it's i just think it's one of those issues it's gonna Continually come up between being obviously that is a jerk move like you can okay You can blatantly hear the similarities in this if you guys haven't heard the video or, or heard any music or whatever seen the video You definitely should check it out. Uh, it's interesting. The similarities are pretty blatant whereas mm. other things that I've seen it's kind of like eh, Okay, like I guess there's similarities, but this is like same identical finger picking movement especially, uh, like I said, especially when like, you have the history behind it. Yeah, when you have that history, like right and that's is that's technically the, issue. the bloody glove in the room. Is it technically yeah. stealing if he stole that? If he was the guy, but like, he didn't he was, write it. So oh, yes, he played it, but he didn't mm. write but, it. But so here's the other issue, though, and this is what people don't want to talk about: is the copyright issue. So was it? Did we determine it was released? It was released. I don't believe music? it was. See, and that's itself, why I right. think he came out with this statement that says you're an asshole, blah right. blah blah, because he has no legal ground to so stop it. So you get credit for writing. There's mm. a band, but if a, he didn't copyright it. 
Yeah, right, you right. Actually and that's exactly it. So there's there's a band right. that I know of that's going to remain nameless right now because I don't want to be airing any dirty laundry anyway. Name them. Name them. I'm definitely Name not going to do that. Uh, they had a member in their band who auditioned for their band <laughs> and auditioned with uh, a couple of tracks, right? Uh, <laughs> some things happened in the band. The guy ended up parting ways, but they still made those same tracks, and they used one of their tracks on their EP for... Uh, or one of the tracks that he submitted as like one of the basis of their track for their EP, one of the tracks on their EP. They went through and copyrighted all of it, and then later on had all these other bands coming after them saying that they were jerks and that they stole music and they did all these things. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, we don't even know. Turns out the guy that auditioned for their band stole one of the demos from another band of a friend of his that they knew. And he gave it to this band, and this band went ahead and made the track and finished it because they thought it was original content. Then this guy leaves the band, but they'd already copyrighted it, so he's no longer in the band anymore, but they own the rights to that music. Right. And the previous band that he stole it from does not. So at that point, what do you do? Right. Because they now you have a track that you think is unhindered and you think is <laughs> legit, but now you have all these people saying otherwise, and they have proof. However, they didn't copyright it. And so now... if you take it to court, it doesn't fly at all. It's done. You need some form of proof that you created it before. You may not have it copywritten, but if you can prove without right. a doubt that you made it first, right. then you have some kind of footing. Love like, to be in that court. The problem is, is with digital... Mm-hmm. Like, I this drew this is shit on digital. my wall, man. <laughs> so picture. Here's a Polaroid. All the information <laughs> can be like manipulated. Like, oh, I have this like original file that says it was written on blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, so you have a guy that can rewrite right. a file. Right. Exactly. Like, so now we're in a situation where what do you believe? Mm-hmm. Well, like, this is this is where I tell people in the music industry, especially, like, uh, I, I keep copies of everything that I do. Everything. Like, I email myself copies, whether it's, like, a crappy voice recording of me in my basement or something somewhere. Like, whatever it is. Keep copies, email it, do something on different servers or something where you can have it in different locations, save it, save it to your phone, save it to your own email, email it to your secondary email, like, do whatever you can to document that you created this when you did, because if it ever does come, uh, or if anything ever does come up, that, hey, this, this sounds identical to what I did, you know, five years ago, you do have something to stand on. But what sucks is that there is this paper trail, this paper trail side to the music industry, just like there is everywhere else. You know, it's not about whether or not you punched somebody in the mouth and assaulted them and broke their face. It's about whether or not people saw you do it and they can exactly. Prove it. You know, that's that proof. and I feel like that's the, the round robin of our justice system in in several different areas, not just music. But that's why it's so important to protect yourself as much as possible, especially if you're doing something creative. People will Agreed. steal your shit. Yeah. Everybody's trying to make a buck, man. You got to be careful. Mm-hmm. I want a dollar. <laughs> I said a buck. Like the deer? Yeah. Hey, generally Antlers speaking, all. all you got to oh, do deer. is change any any idea. Like that nine cents gets you a, yours. That nine cents gets you a, a coffee at Cumberland Farms right now. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> any size? Any size. Hmm. I can't afford Duncan. But anyway. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? I think that's it, sir. Write your own fucking music, assholes. Oh, wait. Maybe he did. We're not sure. Can we talk about beer? <laughs> yeah.
It's time for that fabulous part of the evening where we uh, talk about all the brews that are putting everybody to sleep. By everybody, we mean us. Now, I drank a bunch of brews today, but the one that I wanted to feature was by, uh, I believe this company is called Radiant Pig Craft Beers. <laughs> Radiant gonna, Pig. I'm going to laugh every time. Craft Beers. Like, is that how you would read that? Like, like that's, it. that's the creator of this can, right? Like fly, Flying Swine from Chernobyl? <laughs> um, so Ra- Radiant Pig Craft Beers uh, came up with this brew called uh, Save the Robots. Mm. Uh, Save the Robots is an East Coast IPA. Now um, it's pronounced IPA. IPA. <laughs> IPA. Uh, they got they got a uh, they got a message on the side of their can with uh, with like three little symbols next to the hop and three little symbols next to the juicy. Us East Coast New England like New Englanders when it comes to IPA mm. we do like our uh, juicy IPA. <clears throat> um, this one at first taste, I thought I was going to be afraid of it, but then I was like, you know what? It's actually not too bad. It is a 7% uh, alcohol by volume, which usually kicks me right in the right in the, uh, right in the feels. Cohones? Right in the cohones. Uh, these guys are from New York, New York. So these are New Yorkers uh, with Radiant Pigs. Radiant Pig craft beers out of New York, New York. Wow. Uh, long story short... Um, it's a pretty, it's a basic IPA as far as I'm concerned. Like you pour it into a glass, it's not overly hazy, it's not overly intimidating. Like it doesn't have that hoppy burn, which I'm, I'm into. Um, I like IPAs that are relatively smooth and like kind of like with a sweet malty finish. I I made a mistake when I did buy it. I did thought it said West Coast IPA, which is more of a malty finish, but it is indeed an East Coast, so I just can't read. I'll, I'll address that. I'll address, I'll, I'll address that later. East? I thought you said weast. Um, Dennis. I'm going to say 3.5. Wow. It's okay. fine. It's whatever. Okay. I wouldn't go to New York to, to seek this out. Plus, I'm confused by pigs with Save the Robots. That's fair. True story. I actually work across the street from Skynet right now. So if the robot uprising actually does happen, it's going to be right where I work. Good. Skynet. I got the zombies at home and Skynet where I work. Yep. I'm fucked either way. Mm-hmm. I take the zombies over the, th- the robots. Now. I, know, I haven't decided. The dogs are pretty cool looking. They're, they're out there walking them. They're kind of creepy, but they're pretty cool. <laughs> Robot I, dogs? Oh. I thought you meant, thought you meant <laughs> zombie, zombie dogs. dogs. That's why I was like... I think he's going to make a new beer. <laughs> zombie like, dog. Uh, I'm going to be leaving. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Anthony? What do I got? Well, I didn't go to Maine for this, but uh, <laughs> I, know a guy I, I am a decently, somewhat, kind of, sort of mm, fan of Allagash. Uh, so I went with their river trip, and I did not get wet, so this is good. Gross. It is a Belgian-style session ale, which made sense because I figured we were doing a podcast session, so I figured this would be the ale to accompany this session. Um... You know, one thing I've learned about in all the beers I drink, when it tells you it has an array of melons, citrus, and stone fruit, they're full of shit because I don't taste any of that. That means your palate (laughs) is not sophisticated. (laughs) You leave my palate alone. Um, You're a chef. I don't cook beer, stupid. (laughs) Uh, So, so, I mean, are you going to make it? I'm fine. <laughs> no, okay. I'm just trying to get over the cooking beer <laughs> idea in my head. You do you, man. I've cooked wet beer, but I don't actually. I'm fine. No, fine. Uh, but uh, but all in all, um, it, it was very smooth. 
Uh, it's a nice big can and a four pack. Um, it was good. I, I I enjoyed it. Would I get it again? Over over my normal Allegash? No, but it, it was pleasant enough. I'd give it a four. You're a black man, aren't you, Allegash black? <laughs> He's definitely not a black um, man. Have I do like him? the black. I like the white as well. See, I'm actually talking about a beer. Will you just calm down for Christ's sakes? I can't help it. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Unacceptable. Not, it, it doesn't surprise me anymore. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I personally am drinking uh, a beer from Southern Tier Brewing Company out of, uh, I know, out of Lakewood, New York. <clears throat> this is the, the other one. Yeah, which one are you doing? This one. Because this is the one I had like three of. I only have one of that one. Okay. So it's, he's doing so the, this one, not the that one. Right? Here's the deal. We got an assorted pack from a friend of mine out of New York. Okay. Now, this particular beer is called Live Session. All right. It's a session pale ale. They use copious amounts of citra hops. It is delicious. And I'm not a fan of pale ales, so that should say something. Well, you guys, under, you guys know what a session IPA is, right? Sure. Do you really, or? I really don't. Okay, so... <laughs> Well, to put it in layman's terms, the session IPA is kind of like a light IPA. It's a lower alcohol content, and they'll they will actually kill like kind of like the the hoppiness level. So that's why like your session IPAs are usually going to be like four and a half to five and a half, max out at six. I think I've only very rarely seen one that's over five points on the percent. But it's a lower alcohol content and a much lighter uh, palate versus like the full IPA. Yeah. So if you go to a place and you're not an IPA drinker. And they have a session IPA on the on the menu, but they're because a lot of breweries. Like I go to a ton of breweries, ton of breweries. I go I go to breweries up and down the, up and down the coast. If you are not into IPAs and they have a session, but it you was. want like go for the session first, and you can kind of base like your like how you're gonna kind of like your their palette. brand. Because if their session IPA is like really light and like really quote unquote crushable. Then you know you could probably Copyright. you could probably handle their. We should get T-shirts. Uh, you could probably handle like their full IPA, but their sessions are it's a light IPA, so it's less alcohol, less hot. Yeah, this. Uh, There's your lesson for the day. Thank you, I appreciate that. You're not gonna catch me with like a, a craft beer beard, but I, I do appreciate a craft, craft beard. Beers. Yeah, a craft beer. Yeah. And uh, this uh. one is actually five and a half, but it's uh, it's really good, super smooth. Uh, I would give it a four and a half out of six. You're in your four and a Weird. half. Weird. I have to keep it. I have to keep going. Speaking uh, of which, I would recommend this. We didn't do. We didn't even do a beer review after the tool episode. Nope, did we? we did not. We had so many beers. Yeah, I had Medusa. You had Medusa, and you tried the the double Ipa. Try one of those today too. Yeah. No, we did Welcome a beer review. Actually, yeah, well, he's right. We didn't. Okay, if we did, we lost it. But we lost it. It's gone. There's no so beer review didn't. anymore. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm I've had a headache for the last hour and a half. All right. With that being said, we're gonna we're gonna call this episode complete. Thank you for listening. Like, share, listen, repeat. Email us any feedback, HMOA6PACK at gmail.com. Check out the website, the HMOA6PACK.podomatic.net is the way you want to go. Um, you can find us on Facebook, um, kind of Twitter. I don't really do Twitter, but we're on there. Um, Instagram. Instagram's cool. Like, go follow us on Instagram. We need Instagram followers. We sometimes take random pictures of beer cans and dogs. We're fine. <laughs> uh, Nat, thanks for listening. Like, share, listen, repeat. Cheers, and goodbye. Peace. Hasta la taco.
Bye, I love you. That is the end of this episode. This is Marcus, Anthony, Dave, and Jay signing off. Thank you for listening to the Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack Podcast.